Welcome back to a very festive versus extreme. I'm Marcus Driscoll, not Santa Claus. I'm Tommy, and I sat on the wrong business end of a candy cane. And I'm Tim, and I'm Secret Santa Claus. Ooh, Ooh. Secret Santa. What is? Yeah. What is? I'm your Secret Santa guy. What are the feats of Secret? Don't tell Santa anyone. Claus. Yeah. What do you? Uh, uh, what, what does Secret Santa get up to these days? And don't say it's a secret. That's bullshit. Okay. 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 Secret Santa Claus is all about sneaking. Uh huh. Um, giving people gifts without anyone knowing that it's them. Okay. Um, they really like surprises, and they're getting you something real special this holiday season, Marcus. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> and everyone else, honestly, I got everyone gifts. Oh hell, dude! Yeah. How much did that cost you? Uh, nothing, because the ultimate gift is love. Aw. Tim, Thank you, Tim, I'm gonna give you the, the penultimate gift, and that's a hug and a firm handshake. <laughs> and I, I definitely said hamshake. <laughs> hamshake. I, I thought you meant hamshake. Well, I do now. Because if you gave me a, a hug and a firm handshake, I would spit in your face and call you Bobby. A handshake <laughs> is my favorite blended drink. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do some questions. <laughs> okay, uh, I I have a I have a, a good good one. Uh, it's a submission from at bad disco duck on Twitter. Thank you at bad disco duck, and it is who could steal Christmas better, the Grinch versus Nick Cage. Is this composite Nick Cage or just Nicholas Cage? The <laughs> I, person? Think I, I think this means like a, a national treasure, Nick Cage. See, oh, I was okay. thinking like Nick Cage, Nick Cage, because. He's just so... Let's do two rounds. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's do two rounds. Let's do uh, National Treasure first, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. National Treasure, Nick Cage? Yeah. See, okay, I don't have my mind made up yet. Yeah. Um, but what this, what this, something that is kind of, you know, bopping around in my head is what is more impressive, uh, a, a serial string of household robberies, which is essentially what the Grinch committed, right. versus stealing the fucking Constitution. The Declaration, Declaration of, Independence. of Independence. Declaration of Independence. Shit. Yeah. I honestly think that it is the Declaration of Independence. I think so, too. Yeah. I think, like, I think any old fuck can run into a house, grab some Wait, important shit, and run hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on but... a second. Sorry. No, finish what you're saying. Finish oh, okay. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, I think any old fuck can run into a house, grab some important shit, and run out. But, like, to pull off a heist is, is some, some mm-hmm. real skill. But... I think that also kind of puts a point in the Grinch's favor because, like, if it's Christmas you're trying to steal, you're going to want to steal things quickly and not try to pull off one big elaborate plan, but just hit a lot of things very quickly along the way. Yeah, I was about to say, after some careful uh, and swift deliberation, um, I think the Grinch might actually take it because it's all about, you know, quick being on your feet, knowing what to do next. Now, Nick Cage in National Treasure, he had so much shit planned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are so many different things that can happen when you're going back and forth from house to house, you know? There yeah. might be a dog yeah. in this one. There might be a cat in that one. There could be a little girl thinking you're Santa in this one. And mm-hmm. you have some weird emotional reaction to that. Every five houses, you meet the enemy team. And then you have to have this big, long, drawn-out conflict for, like, yep. yeah. two, two scenes. And then you have to go to the next house. It's just, like, a fucking slog. Whereas yeah. the Grinch is, like... He's just built for fucking up Christmas. Yeah, like, he's built for evil like guys. Yeah. 
You see how green that motherfucker is? He's yeah. really green. He's and when you look green. at Nick Cage, not green. Not very green. green. No. no. The man might have a little bit of green. You know, he wears green underwear on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he makes a big joke about it. He's like, oh, no, I'm wearing green, guys. Yeah, it's all my underwear. can't pinch me, blah, blah, blah. Can't but when me. that comes to, like, stealing Christmas? That's, have... Green underwear is not enough. It's and not. I think, I think there's one final thing. And it's that both of these characters for their respective thefts are very much driven by emotion. Nick yes. Cage in the National Treasure movies is very much driven by his, like, ancient history of being descended from fucking... Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yes. He's like a fucking American version of a weeaboo. But, like, <laughs> yeah. the Grinch has, like, pure dedicated hatred for Christmas. Like, it's yeah. just wound into every fiber of his being. Whereas, like, Nick Cage could give a shit if he steals Christmas or not. Because, right. like, he already stole the Declaration of Independence. Like, what yeah. else is there to what do? What else is there yeah, to do? Exactly. And got away with it. Like, <laughs> and got away and, like, with like, it. And, like, that, he, like, set out a goal, also, created a five-step plan, completed it. Also, like, he fucking kidnapped the president in one of those movies. He what did? the fuck? Yeah, did you guys, did you guys ever see that one? I'm gonna decide. Is that, that might the have been last the second one, one, or I don't know. How many are those? How many of those fucking movies are there? I think there's three. I'm, I think, I think I've only seen the two of them, the first two. But anyway, yeah, he he fucking kidnaps the president and also doesn't go to prison for that. Wait, hold on a second. Hmm. You're really throwing this in the favor. Okay, hold on. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, because just because he kidnapped the any anyone any any hojo motherfucker can kidnap the president, right? <laughs> But uh, it takes a no. it takes Excuse a big me? it takes a big green boy to be able to steal Christmas. Okay, uh, it does take a big green it boy. Does, but but Tim, I do <laughs> need to roll back the time on that and just go back to the part where you said any hojo motherfucker can t- can kidnap the yeah, president. Yeah, that was a pretty hot take, Tim. What's up with that? Okay, I'm just saying that which is more significant: stealing one person, right? <laughs> just some person. Or stealing a whole holiday. You're and not just a whole holiday, but all the all the all the things that go with it. You gotta steal the cookies, you gotta steal the presents, you gotta steal the trees, the stockings. Tim, uh, you're 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 skipping over all of, a very important parts of the process as yeah. far as kidnapping the president goes. Right. Yeah. Also, this Christmas special is going to be read at our indictment. Yep. Oh fuck. <laughs> um there it is, folks. Maybe. Okay, all right, all right. We do not endorse kidnapping the president don't, don't in any way. Don't do, don't do that. Nick Cage, that was purely that was theatrical. very bad of you to do that, yes. Nick Cage. <laughs> yes. Never again. Yeah. Everyone gets one. <laughs> <laughs> you get one one goof up. Most people blow it on, like, uh, running a stop can- sign, yeah. speeding. Right. Stealing the candy bar when they were five. Yeah, right. yeah. Nick Cage just saved his and stole yeah, the president. Said, I don't know no better. <laughs> yeah. And they said, all right. All right, yeah. just this one. Slap on the wrist, they said. No more, mister. Mm-hmm. Someone's getting cold for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where, see, that's where I'm at with this Nick Cage thing, is that, you know, he 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 stole the present already. I don't think he has much steel left in him. Yeah, he's probably all out of theft juice, huh? Yeah, but the Grinch has just so much fucking yeah, rage. Yeah, he's got like a sea of theft juice in him. Yeah. But and when we're talking back juice. and forth. <laughs> Ew. But it we, is. Okay, <laughs> anyway, when we're talking about that's like Nick juice. Cage, Nick Cage... We're talking about Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Have you seen that man? He could just yeah. look at Christmas and Christmas just gets stole for him. Well, uh, Tim, I would like to go back to an earlier point you made. He's not very green. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you were saying. And the thing about it is, is that when Nick Cage was in the National Treasure movies, he was not green, but that is because he had a face full of makeup on. Oh, so he's usually green. Oh, so he's, he's usually very mm. green. Um, If you Google 
some behind the scenes. I'm just gonna take your cage. word for it. I'm gonna take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty green. Uh, they use a oh, lot yeah, of Photoshop. He's right. oh, yeah, sure. sometimes in some of like his like red carpet pictures. But he's a pretty green guy. I I saw him uh, the other day uh, at one of the local local coffee shops. He was walking around downtown. Uh, he was he was pretty green. Was he that big green motherfucker? Yeah, he was the green guy. Well, he, I think yeah, Nick Cage takes it then. Yeah. All right, so. Tommy, give us a Reddit. <laughs> okay, uh, this Reddit question comes to us from user Darth underscore Canadian underscore, and the question is: Freddie Mercury is imbued with the powers as per the lyrics of "Don't Stop Me Now." Who is the strongest character he can defeat? Before anybody gets on my ass about this, there were no good Christmas questions. They were all like, the Santa versus Grinch. Like, everybody knows that. The Grinch just eats Santa's face. But, like, yeah. we gotta get, we gotta give you guys some good presents. And that means finding you some good Reddit questions. Yeah. So, and this one's a pretty fucking solid one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are the lyrics in Don't Stop Me Now that refer to his feats? Okay. Most um, prominent one, I'm traveling at the speed of light. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Fuck. He's a... Uh, I'm a, rating, I'm a racing car passing by Lady Godiva, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's, a, he's able to withstand the intense heat of extreme speed since he's Mr. Fahrenheit. Um, he's uh, always having a good time, so he can't be sad. Yep. He can beat Superman. Mm, I don't know. He is He is uh, a satellite, he is out of control, and he is a sex machine ready to reload like an atom bomb about to, oh, 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 explode. So he can beat Superman off. What? <laughs> The only way Superman gets off is being beat off at the speed of light. <laughs> uh, I think he can beat Superman um, through off. that only. That's the that's the only way he could beat Superman. Okay, the only okay, way okay, to okay, beat okay. Superman is to make him. Nut. So what I'm what yeah. I'm seeing here. What a, okay. So he's like an atom bomb ready to, ready to explode. What mm-hmm. I gather from that is that he has uh, enough force behind a single hit. He, Equal to an atom bomb. I was going to say that he could explode with the force of an atom bomb. Would that be like a self-destruct type thing? I think it might be like a... Yeah... I don't okay. think it's. I don't think it's. I think it's more like you know he's a he's like an atom bomb about to explode. So it's more like I feel like it's more like he has the power within him that he is containing. I feel like that speaks more towards his defensive capabilities mm, yeah. as opposed to his physical uh, power. Well, that makes him seem kind of like a glass cannon, then. Well, no, because he know he can withstand within himself the power of an atom bomb going oh, off. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I see. What you're, that. saying, I see what you're saying. So you know, any punch from Superman, yeah. as if unless it's more, unless it's stronger than an atom bomb, it's not going to do much. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Well. The fucked up part is, like, Superman literally has infinite strength. What? Yeah. yeah. He's just got enough strength to where they what, to what they ride him for. Yeah. I think uh, Death Battle did a, a special with Superman where they tried to calculate his strength. Right. And uh, one of his feats is, like, he and another guy tried to pick up a book with infinite pages, which means that, it's, uh, that it has infinite weight. Right, and right. So infinity divided by two is <clears throat> still infinity. Yeah. Right. So he, he literally has infinite striking force. Um, okay. Um, significantly more than an atom bomb. Yeah. So let's let's take a step down from Superman. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, he can, he can absolutely take. He can Wolverine. definitely yeah. beat off Wolverine. I think. <laughs> I think he could probably beat Goku. <laughs> oh yeah. I, mm, well, I don't know about 
which current which goku? which goku um maybe maybe current goku no not current goku current goku is literally a god yeah but like i can ultra instinct goku go faster than the speed of light yeah man he instant can? transmission what are you talking about oh shit well instant well, transmission he has to that's not like a dodge thing it's not a reflex thing yeah, it can he has be. to he has, he to has used it that it. way though. he has he has i thought that those were just like no because those were just him moving fast those are just him moving fast because instant transmission you have to lock onto someone's energy yeah, and like, then focus and then be and then you, you can you can move large distances like yeah they're the, the like the distance doesn't matter but it's kind of one of those things where you got to stand still and stop yeah actually it's, it's not so instant transmission if we take a look at the anime and hold it under a very interesting light we see that whenever uh especially in the later series in, in the later seasons uh when they're battling uh and you know they're in the air and they're doing the little explosions things yeah, yeah. uh they are actually moving before the shock waves are seen and so hence not only are they moving surely faster than the speed of sound but also faster than the speed of light since the explosion uh light from their fight over in this area is not seen until they are already somewhere else that that just sounds like supersonic though no no because it's not just the sound it's also the light from the explosion oh shit I we see don't see saying. the explosion yeah. until they're somewhere else so they have been traveling faster than the speed of light for a very long time uh even if it is under very short distances i believe that they can achieve such speeds sorry i had to get my nerd voice on that one guys. yeah you're good you're good uh, that 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 deserved it hmm. yeah um, uh, but even still also uh goku for many seasons has been able to destroy planets uh i hardly think an atom bomb can stand up to that well okay so i'm i'm not trying to science on you guys because i know that this is a fucking stupid ass podcast for <laughs> dumbass wee wee babies <laughs> no 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 please like, please please <laughs> so if you're moving at the speed of light energy equals mass times acceleration squared mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. and so or no energy equals mass times the speed of light squared so like being able to move at the speed of light means that you also have infinite striking force because your mass is multiplied, like, by the upper limits of, like, everything. Okay. <laughs> like, the fastest speed possible, so period. You're, so you're saying that uh, they're not actually moving faster than the speed of light, and that's just what we see because our PP brains can't comprehend how yeah. fast they're moving. Versus Mr. Fahrenheit, a.k.a. Freddie Mercury imbued with the powers of Don't Stop Me Now, yeah. is moving at the speed of light, giving him, like, an infinite mass punch. Wait, so in that case, then... Uh, him and Superman are on par with one another. Yeah, I guess so. Cool. I guess. Wait, so then, like, then in that case... Freddie Mercury can beat Goku at the very least at the end of the Cell, not Cell, Majin Buu arc. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. I think that's a good. All right. Yeah, all that's right. probably a good all one. Right. All right. All right. I have a new segment for you guys, and it's called Christmas or Bullshitsmas. Um, okay. So here's here's what's gonna happen. I have a list of Christmas facts, and some of these are devious facts that I have conjured up and are fake. <laughs> and some of them are absolutely true. And uh-huh. so I'm gonna read these facts. And you guys are going to tell me if it's Christmas or if it's Bullshitsmas. Okay. I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm going to be very good at this. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Try me. <laughs> Christmas or Bullshitsmas. One of the most popular Christmas songs, Jingle Bells, was actually written for New Year's. True. It's, it's Chris. That's Christmas. That's Bullshitsmas? That is, in fact, Bullshitsmas. What the fuck? Fuck! It is. Damn, it was. Uh, it was actually written for Thanksgiving. Are you fucking kidding me? No, nope, I'm lying. dead ass. Dead ass. That song is written for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> What? Yeah. I thought they mentioned Christmas by name in that song. Well, they might have, but like the melody and shit that's probably written for Thanksgiving. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. All okay. right. All right. Next one. All right. You know, everyone gets one. All right. Yep, everyone yep, yep. gets so, one. So, uh, Tommy won. Tim zip. And you know what? I'm gonna keep score. Fuck. Hell yeah. So, Tommy won, Tim, goose egg. All right. Uh, 
Christmas or Bullshitsmas. Hot Cockles was a popular game at Christmas in medieval times. It was a game in which the other players took turns striking the blindfolded player who had to guess the name of the person delivering each blow. That's Christmas. Oh my god. Honestly, that's a, that's pretty fucked up, but I'm pretty sure that's Christmas. It is in fact Christmas. Yeah. That, god. Uh, that sounds like that sounds like some dumb bullshit. Some hot medieval motherfucker would get up to. Like that sounds like some bullshit somebody would get up to now. That sounds like something that your older cousin that you want get to see once a year at Christmas yeah. time oh comes out gosh. and it's like hey you guys want to hear about this fun game that we play at christmas over at my place what's called hot like, cockles what's hot that cockles? oh hot big, cockles. big cousin billy bob and he's like we play hot cockles and yeah. it's where i punch you in the head and then you have to guess who it is and if you guess <laughs> right you get another punch in the head exactly dude oh my god fuck cousin billy played... bob's a piece of shit he is i played hot cockles today uh, tommy you got pretty intense on that fuck Sounds... cousin billy bob came in <laughs> Dummy hates playing hot cockles. I like hot cockles. <laughs> All right, Christmas or Bullshitsmas? The Nutcracker is the name for the ballet performed around Christmas time each year. The Nutcracker Suite is the title of the music uh, Tchaikovsky wrote. That's Christmas. That's Bullshitsmas. It is, in fact, Christmas. What Hell the fuck? Yeah. Yep, yep. Listen to him. Uh, that's, that's Some true. of us just know Christmas a little bit better than yep. everybody else. You can fuck right <laughs> off, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're standing now at Tommy three Tim one Christmas or bullshitsmas. A traditional Christmas dinner in early England was the head of a pig prepared with orange slices. Christmas, Christmas, bullshitsmas. No bullshitsmas. Final answers. Bullshitsmas. Christmas. It is bullshitsmas. Ha ha um, ha. It was it was uh, uh, the head of a pig, but it was prepared with mustard. That sounds a lot more right, and yeah. I think I would not eat that. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, well, you're also a pescatarian. <laughs> um, all right, Christmas or Bullshitsmas? After A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens never wrote another novel. Final answers in three, two, Bullshitsmas! One. Christmas! It is Bullshitsmas. Fuck. Tommy got that one right. Get fucked, Tim. Uh, Suck me off, man. <laughs> Charles Dickens Charles Dickson, Dickens actually wrote uh, a ton of other Christmas stories every single year after uh, A Christmas Carol, but there, it was never as successful as the original. What um, can I say? I know my dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Binky, to tie, you have to get two of the next three right, and to win, you have to get all three right. Okay. And Tommy has to get none of them right. <laughs> um... All right. Get ready for the comeback of the century, folks. Christmas or Bullshitsmas? Virginia was the first state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday, and it began in 1836. Final answers in three, two... Bullshitsmas. One. Christmas. It's Bullshitsmas. Bullshitsmas. Oh yep. It was oh, actually damn, Alabama. Damn. Alabama was the first state to recognize Christmas as an official holiday in 1836. Oh, no. Yep. Binky, you don't know shit about Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Barkus! <laughs> Binky, you're also waiting until I answer, just picking the other one. <laughs> Honestly, right. I wasn't going to go bullshitsmas on that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christmas or bullshitsmas? American billionaire Ross Perot tried to airlift 28 tons of medicine and Christmas gifts to American prisoners of war in North Vietnam in 1969. Uh, bullshitsmas? Yeah, that sounds like bullshitsmas to me, too. That's Christmas. Really? Fuck. That's Christmas. He actually tried to do it. Uh, I don't know if he succeeded or not. I didn't bother to look into it that much. <laughs> You know, Christmas or bullshitsmas? <laughs> an average, uh, an average household in America will mail out twenty-eight Christmas cards each year and see twenty-eight cards returned in their place. Bullshitsmas. Yeah, that's bullshitsmas. That one's 
Christmas. Are what you fucking kidding right? me? I read that and I was like, that's bullshit, Smith. But no, that's like an actual okay. fucking statistic. That means, that means that for me, who gets, who mails and gets zero Christmas cards, there has to be something out, somebody out there getting 56 and mailing out 56 Christmas cards to account for every person that mails out zero. Well, can I hit you with this real quick? Yeah. Uh, Santa actually summers in California. Oh my God. And so like, imagine all the fucking mail that he gets, dude. He actually makes up the bulk of that average. That's fair. All right. They didn't uh, take into account Christmas cards Bob's, who actually mails and receives 56 million uh, Christmas cards every Christmas. He was an outlier. He's really carrying my weight, dude. Um, That was Christmas or bullshit, Smith. Tommy, you win. I'm the Christmas boy. You know what? You win nothing. And Tim's the stinky, smelly Grinch. No. Actually, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll be the Grinch. Uh, All right. That's all I got for that one, Dinky. Read us the thing. Yeah, I got another submission. This one comes from at Grimy Custodian on Twitter. All right. Let me set a scene for you guys here. Lay it on me, dude. Paint me a mind picture, Tim. It's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. All is quiet throughout the North Pole. Santa is getting ready for his big day. But then... Oh, shit. A dark, shadowy figure approaches to challenge our big, jolly friend to a special kind of duel. The Cookie Monster. (gasps) Whoever can eat the most cookies by Christmas morning becomes the next Santa. Now, Santa's no motherfucker. Well, he is. He is. I saw Mommy Chris kissing Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, But he doesn't turn down a challenge. No, he doesn't. So who wins and becomes... He's got cockles of steel. (laughs) Who becomes the next Santa, guys? Okay, this might be controversial. I think Santa holds the title. I think he does too. Seriously, guys? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Like I like we've seen Cookie Monster demolish some plates of cookies, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's I'm not trying to discount Cookie Monster's capabilities, but let's say let's say like a seventh of all of the houses in the world have a kid. So there's like what? Like one billion kids getting a Let's say one billion kids. And let's say uh We'll we'll divide that by three quarters because every like like there might be houses with yeah. like multiple kids in them. So there's seventy five thousand houses. We're not okay. dividing by three quarters or multiple. You mean seven hundred fifty seven hundred fifty million. Seven hundred seven hundred fifty million, right. So out of those, let's say let's say just half of the houses put out three cookies. Okay. Yeah. So that's half of seventy seven hundred and fifty million is some it's a lot of fucking cookies, Tim. Okay, that okay, man's gonna yeah, demolish yeah, plates yeah, yeah, plate yeah, yeah. after plate after plate. That's what I'm saying, dude. Let's like, say there's like well okay, one billion cookies put out on Christmas. Sure, let's go with that number. Yeah. I think Cookie Monster could devour one billion one. No. I've never and seen hold anything on, hold on to a second. Because this isn't even this isn't even about how many cookies someone could do. Someone could could eat over a a period of time this is about specifically from uh christmas eve to christmas morning mm-hmm. right now in my head i'm thinking all right santa has shit to do yeah. right santa actually has to uh go out and do all this stuff mm-hmm. uh and prepare for christmas morning because if it becomes christmas morning and all the presents are out Santa has failed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now Santa's going to be busy. Cookie Monster doesn't have to do anything. Cookie Monster can just sit there and continuously eat cookies. Santa okay. will only be eating cookies maybe like a fourth of the time. Yeah. Well, Santa has to put out presents. Santa has to climb down chimneys. Santa has to be in the reindeer. And Santa has to drink milk. So maybe even like a fifth of the time Santa's eating cookies, Cookie Monster will be consuming cookies 100% of the time from Christmas Eve to Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tim. Here's, here's what I say to that. 
Okay. The fact that Santa has to do all of that stuff and still eat those cookies in a day? Right. In 24 hours? Yeah. Just makes him that much more deadly. I just, while you were going on your little uh, fucking rant, I just did the math, okay? Which okay. Which is something that we hardly ever do in this show. <laughs> anyway. So, let me lay this on you. Please do. There are 86,400 seconds in a 24-hour day cycle. Tim. Okay. You yourself said one billion cookies. Okay. For them to eat that many cookies in yes. 24 hours, they would have to eat an entire cookie in point zero 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 nine seconds. Yes, I'm following you. <laughs> and so if Cookie Monster sat down and did that, that yeah. would be an impressive feat on his own. However, Santa Claus is doing that while also drinking milk, delivering presents, petting his reindeer, stopping to take a pee-pee break. You know like, what, Marcus? Marcus, I hear you. I hear you on that. And all I'm saying is it doesn't fucking matter! Because what matters is how many cookies are consumed. It doesn't matter what the fuck Santa else does. It doesn't matter what happens. All that matters is that Cookie Monster is gonna eat more fucking cookies. Okay? Tim, 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 let me throw this one at you. Santa can eat cookies on the fly. He's ne he So every year he's gotten into the same cycle. He eats the cookie when he gets out of the sleigh, gets back in the sleigh, flies to the next house, gets more cookies. Okay. But if he's in a duel, mm -hmm. he can eat the entire time. Like, there's yeah. nothing stopping Santa from eating a sleeve of Oreos as he goes down the chimney. Just like, and then eating another sleeve as he goes home. Oh, so up. Santa's gonna start ransacking people's pantries and eating cookies? Dude, he's got Still a duel to win! What the fuck? Dude, I'm, all I'm saying is... So he's is, gonna dude, ruin the lives of all these kids. They're gonna wake up with presents, but they're not gonna wake up with Oreos. Is that what you're telling me? Tim, and did you ever look for an Oreo on Christmas morning? Yeah, dude, all you got Every was that... Every Christmas morning. You just morning. got that, that fucking sick RC truck, and that's all you gave a shit you, about. You saw the plate with no cookies, and then your eyes moved up, and saw the Nintendo Wii under the tree, and that was it. It was done. That was where your mind no, stopped. No, this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. I woke up. I saw my brand new Xbox 360. Now, I used to be degenerate, guys, okay? I saw my <laughs> brand new Xbox 360 under the tree. I said, oh, thank God I can sit around and play Call of Duty and eat Oreos all day. <laughs> And then I would go to the pantry, and if there were no Oreos, do you know how I would feel? That's an- I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, That's no. not what this is about. <laughs> that not, is not, this isn't about how kids feel. No, I'm saying Santa is not hard enough to steal the cookies from kids. Santa would only eat the cookies he was provided. Yeah, but yeah, but if, the, if it's yeah, just but, who can yeah, eat- yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, just who can eat more cookies- Santa Claus is going to take it every time, Timothy. No, because we, also, oh, we no. also have not ever seen Cookie Monster eat at the speed of this. This oh, so you've feet. seen Santa eat? We you've know it's a fact because okay. the cookies nope. are gone. Pause, this morning, pause, pause, pause. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna settle this right now, Timothy. I never wanted to have to do this to you, but, okay. I, but you're making me. No, do it, do it. Cookie Monster's never eaten a fucking cookie in his life. What the fuck are you saying to me Holy right now? Holy shit! Every time that motherfucker. Jams it in his felted hole and mushes it up, and, and every last goddamn piece of cookie You're falls lying. out of his fucking mouth. You're lying. He's never even, he's not a single morsel of cookie has ever landed in that fuck's belly. You heathenistic <laughs> bastard, you take that back. No, Tim, it's the truth. It's the fucking, it's the God's <laughs> honest Christian truth. And if you don't like it, then you can play hot cockles for all I give a shit. I'll play hot cockles with your fucking face. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Marcus, you want to get this in FC? Yeah, sure. So we're agreed that Cookie Monster takes it, no. right? No, 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 no. I win. No. Yes. No. Yes, me and Tommy win. No. You're still smelly Damn Grinch. 
<laughs> Kevin McAllister versus Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Ralphie. Who the fuck is Ralphie? You ever seen A Christmas Story? Which one is that? That's, That's the one the... where the kid shoots his eye out. And uh, licks, the, licks the pole licks and it gets pole. stuck. I've never seen that. However, what? Uh, if a kid can shoot his own eye out and lick a pole in the freezing cold... <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much Kevin can do. Yeah, see, I want to, I want, I do want to say my dad suggested this question and I think it's a good one because like Kevin McAllister, he's, you know, he's a boy genius. He can, Mm -hmm. he's, we've already decided that he, in certain circumstances, he can take on Anakin Skywalker. Right. Um, but Ralphie from a Christmas story has said fuck. Yeah. See, that's (laughs) And Kevin McAllister's never done that. But yeah, but like also Ralphie Ralphie has like a kind of inhumane tenacity that I haven't I have yet to see in like many other characters in fiction. Like yeah. like there is he has one single idea in his mind that drives him through I that. Gotta get that fucking, fucking BB gun. <laughs> that entire fucking movie that like like he buys so much goddamn Ovaltine yeah. to get the like fucking like he gets one like little thought nugget in his mind and it's just like consumes him and that becomes his entire driving force well he also like 100 percent just straight straight up fucking beats the shit out of that one kid oh he does do that yeah dude there's like this one kid who like keeps giving him shit and he's like the bully right yeah and so you just think like oh he's just gonna keep like brushing him off you know like you know like kids do or whatever right no dude ralphie like at one point in the movie ralphie turns around and just fucking beats his ass like he says and like this movie plays on tbs every year they have a 24-hour marathon binky so like the they hell? just showed this kid getting the absolute shit beat out of him, dude. Did he have like, like imagine, every hour on the? Hour. Could you imagine being that child actor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like, like uh, okay, so your role is to bully this nerd kid throughout the entire movie, and then like about three quarters of the way through, he turns around and kicks your fucking ass, and you're See? like, oh yeah, are we gonna are we gonna do some uh, movie magic to make sure that everybody knows my nose gets bloody? And they're like, yeah, the movie magic is gonna be his hand going yeah. through your face, kid. Like, yeah. See that's. This this is why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that would actually ruin Christmas for someone. Like, at least yeah. the uh, the antagonists, like the sticky bandits in the yeah. Home Alone movies, like, mm-hmm. I feel like they still enjoy Christmas because they can go back and watch those movies and be like, oh, man, you know, all those kids hate us, but, like, you know, that's what we wanted, you know? Yeah. We did yeah. a good job doing that. But, like, this kid who got the shit beat out of him, he looks back, he's just like, I feel dirty. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just feel gross every time I watch this. And, like, the fucked up part is, like, no one could have ever suspected that this movie would play for 24 hours once a year every <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, they thought it was just going to be, like, a regular old Christmas movie. Yeah. And did not know it was going to be just a family classic. And so, like, every year this motherfucker has to see himself get the absolute <laughs> shit beat out of him. Well, I wouldn't say he has to, because I've gone my entire life without seeing that happen well that's true but also like i mean if that's like your profile if that's like your crowning achievement that kid peaked in that movie yeah, like right. sorry dude like that guy's probably like 50 something hey, now how do you know he wasn't an extra in die hard i think ralphie ralphie takes it yeah i think ralphie takes that yeah. one it's uh, ralphie dude I just wanted to bring up the fact that, like, Ralphie Ralphie has said fuck and also beat the shit out of another kid of roughly Kevin McAllister's age. Yeah, I think Ralphie, I think he would kind of just, like, persevere uh, through all the traps and eventually get to Kevin and just be so pissed off that he would literally just beat the fucking shit out of him. He would, dude. Yeah, like, 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 like I was saying, like, Ralphie would, like, Kevin would be like, (laughs) and drop, like, two paint cans down the stairs. Ralphie would tank that shit. He'd just, like, roll (laughs) through and, and, like, get beamed in the head by, like, Coral Blue number nine and be like, oh I'm my still god, I'm gonna beat this kid's ass. Yeah, like Ralphie, you don't fuck with Ralphie. You don't fuck with Ralphie. You don't dude. fuck with Ralphie. I've, I've said it with... once, I'll say it again. <laughs> Shorts are a limiter, and also, you don't 
fuck with Ralphie? <laughs> Tommy, give us that Reddit question. All right. So uh, this is our last Reddit question for the podcast. And it is presented to us by user Immortal God Wizard. And the question is, the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia wins a tour of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Do any of them make it to the end? No. Absolutely fucking not. I don't not. fucking think no. so. They all, as soon as they step through the fucking door, they lose. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like... Hold on, wait a second. Do you think, do you think that they would win, but not because Wonka liked them, but just because Wonka was like, the only way I can get these fuckers out of my fucking house is by letting one of them stay? <laughs> no, I think that he would instantly trap them in the hell dimension. <laughs> yeah. With wait, like the fucking Oompa Loompas, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about? What hell yeah. dimension? What the well, fuck are you talking about? Okay, so there, there are two, there are two Willy Wonka chocolate factories. There's the one from the, the Gene Wilder one, and then there's the one that like who was the other guy that played uh, pirate shit man yeah uh fucking... you said pirate shit man yeah, yeah. it's because johnny depp's a piece of johnny shit. depp yeah he's a piece of shit um, oh, okay but yeah it's johnny depp and uh, gene wilder so the gene wilder one i think i think that one goes a little easier no way what? man gene wilder is such a motherfucker that's dude. the that's the hell dimension one dude is it Dude, yeah, those Oompa Loompas exist in like a fucking out, like a I thought, I thought temporal the, plane. I dude. thought the Johnny Depp one was like the hell dimension. No, dude, listen, and Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, he's kind of like a sad boy in that movie. But yeah. like Gene Wilder yeah, is fair. like Gene Wilder's a fucking sociopath. Like he's fucking the, crazy. The, tra- the traps that the kids had to go through. Yeah, no, like I get that. Like he's just kind of like you know a fucked up genius. But like Gene Wilder is like beyond like right gene wilder i feel like is a fourth dimensional entity because he (laughs) was able to trap these oompa loompas who have pocket dimensions where they can like summon shapes and colors and like do little dances and trap kids in hell dimensions tommy that's fair okay i haven't seen that movie in a long time man i feel like i gotta rewatch that shit yeah it always kind of fucked me up because the oompa loompas were fucking wild you know what really fucked me up from that movie is the scene when uh the bubblegum girl gets blueberry I used to have to. I could not watch that scene. I would literally cry if I watched it. I was so scared. I was like, please don't blueberry me, Wonka. Please don't blueberry (laughs) me. Please. Please don't blueberry me. And Gene Wilder appeared in your dreams and said, perish, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing personnel, Bim. And blew you up oh my God. into oh a big God. bimberry. Okay, no. so what if what if the chocolate factory instead was a brewery? Oh my God! And Willy Wonka, instead of being an eccentric billionaire older gentleman, was like a mm, like Peter Griffin. Gen- Shut the fuck Peter up! Griffin. First what of all, Peter no, Griffin? no, no, we're not doing that. No, he's a he is a he is a early thirties. A uh, very hipster dude with a beard and curled up mustache. Okay, yeah. Do you think the gang could make it through that if the if the hipster dude had like no. all of the Willy Wonka power? The okay, and here's here's the thing about it's always sunny. Mm-hmm. Um, this is some this is something that I just fucking forget about myself. I've seen like every episode of Always Sunny, and I always forget that I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not something that I think about. Um, and those fuck ups couldn't do anything right. Like they yeah. just there's nothing that they could do correctly. They can yeah. run a bar. No, they can't even do that well. <laughs> I mean, it's still around. You I mean, know? yeah, it's still around. It's still but around, like, but it, I think that's reason... just because they have an eccentric older patron that has a fuck ton of money. Yeah, and because Frank funneled money into this fucking bar. Like Frank has like a shit ton of money, and that's the only reason why like it's still afloat. Yeah, like in like one of the first episodes, don't they sell a bunch of alcohol to like miners? Yeah, yeah they yeah. do. They <laughs> water it. De- they water it down though. Okay, they do water it down. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, there's no fucking way they can make it through Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe we, maybe one day in the far future we'll return to this question and make it a how in the hell. Oh, I like that. That might be a, that might be a fun, Let's yeah. do fun it now. future verse. Let's do it right now. Make no. it a, make it a, make we it got a, other questions when yet. it counts. Yeah, when it yeah, counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to it for when it, when it counts for sure. That's the word. I don't know why I said how in the hell. <laughs> Tommy, give us a question. Okay. Wait, uh, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. said it the entire time. Uh. Tommy, could you please give us a question? Nope, I'm doing it forever now. Tommy, give no, us a question. No, give me one more okay. chance. No, nope, you chance. blew it. You had one no, and you blew hold it. No, on. Tommy, could you please give us a question? All right. You're on thin ice, Binky. You're uh, on a thin dick, Marcus. <laughs> aren't we all? All right. So. Uh, hey, speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I'm just joshing, guys. I'm just joshing. All right. Can we let Tommy read his fucking question? I just want to read my question. <laughs> Tommy, please. Okay. Feel free. All right. Have we talked about the Grinch yet this episode? We've talked yeah. about the Grinch so much, but I love the Grinch. Okay. Yeah, give us that give okay. us that Grinch. So this shit. this is this is gonna kind of be the, the Grinch icing on the Grinch cake. Um so we're about to say the Grinch a whole fucking lot, so if you don't like that word, just skip a section of the podcast. I'm so sorry. Um in this battle, uh there will be two rounds. Uh but it's the Original 2D animated Grinch. Tommy, I, I I hate to cut you off. However, I my think, God, can Tommy read his fucking? Question? I think I think I think to make this this question easier to digest, uh-huh. we should uh 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 uh, and so we don't have to say Grinch so much. <laughs> name name them Grinch, Grunch, and Granch. <laughs> no, okay, all right, yeah, that's that all right. I take it back. So yeah, that was that was a hell idea. Go no, ahead. Wa- no, so, come on, Grinch, so Grunch, there's, and Granch. There's original. 2D animated Grinch. OG Grinch. OG Grinch. Um, versus the Jim Carrey Grinch, who we Jimmy will refer Grinch. to from now on as Jim Carrey, because okay. they're just, I what guess, the same Jimmy person. Jimmy Grinch. Um, versus the new Benedict Cumberbatch CGI Grinch. One is in a battle to the death. They're all bloodlust. No, they're not all bloodlust. It's just a battle to the death. Yeah. Um, because the Grinch is already, like, whatever entity he already is, he's already bloodlusted. That's for fair. whatever his capabilities are. That is fair. Um, and then the second will be who can steal Christmas better. Okay. Okay. So, uh, my thing on this new uh, 3D animated Grinch is that it is effectively Gru. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah from that this was me. That was honestly 100% my first thought whenever I saw it. Whenever, like, I haven't even seen the movie. I saw a, a commercial on YouTube. Like, I saw it got an ad on YouTube, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's Christmas Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Basically. Um, it's, it's essentially Gru. Um, and while. You know, that's kind of like, oh, you know, you'd think they would be able to do do a, a death battle well. The reality of that situation is that, no, they're too goofy and actually kind of soft on the inside. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, compared to, compared to the absolute unbridled cheer, like, tenacity of original Grinch and then Jim Carrey's fucking demon monstrosity right? there's no way that like oh they put two extra shots of creamer in my cappuccino grinch can do anything against them. yeah anything no. nothing yeah. except a cream puff donut <laughs> these two motherfuckers are beef jerky and a bag of gunpowder oh my <laughs> god yeah i think i'm gonna take jim carrey grinch because like that shit's fucking wild yeah like, i'm just trying to sit here <laughs> thinking of like some feats from grinch carrey and like it doesn't matter because yeah. he's just fucking wild. Yeah, he ate nails, right? Yeah, he, he ate did, fucking nuts and bolts. This is um, like the 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 two two D animated Grinch has that fucked up curly smile. Yeah, yeah. 
he looks like he knows something, and he's very good at sneaking. Yeah, very good. Very good at sneaking. I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's good in a fight, but I'm pretty sure, like, if I saw, J- like, Jim Carrey Grinch in an alley, I'd shit myself. <laughs> I would instantly die. <laughs> I'd instantly and die. And throw up. Yeah. And like, also give him all of my Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take whatever Christmas I had be like, take it. Oh, yeah, I'd take it out shit. of my pockets and be like, just take it, go! <laughs> right. Yeah, like, it's a four-step process. Right. Give him the Christmas shit. Throw up. Yeah, and let's Boys, not... I kind of want to not post this episode because Jim, because Grinch Carrey might show up. Yeah, oh he's already God. here. Oh, shit. What's the door? Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, hold on. But what about OG Grinch? Let's... You boys got Christmas going on in here! <laughs> no, Mr. No, Grinch! Mr. Grinch, oh, please! We got Christmas going on in here! No, we had Christmas in here! Please leave us alone! Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was weird. Bugs their teeth. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um. What about? Come on, guys. OG Grinch. Please, let's not forget about OG Grinch. I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I think. Just... I think OG Grinch wins the second round when we try to figure out who steals Christmas the best. Hold on a second. I see where you're coming from on that. However, I will have to vouch for uh, uh, Coffee Creamer Grinch. Really? What? Yes. Okay, now listen. Wee Wee Baby Grinch? Wee Wee Baby Grinch. And my thought process on that is that since he is basically grew, this dude can fucking just make machines to make, to steal Christmas the best. Like, did you see some of the technological shit he was doing in that fucking movie? Who, Grew or Grinch? The Grinch. No. Mm-mm. Like, I, he I had these fucking... It. I haven't seen it. I saw, like, a bunch of trailers, though. Mm, okay. He had these fucking long-ass shoes that could stretch and he could just fucking walk over shit. He had fucking these... This, like, net gun that he could shoot at multiple things at once, and then it would surround whatever it grabbed and pull it closer to him. Holy Um, fuck. uh, He had so much shit, he could just, like, honestly, even the fact that he is a pee-pee baby bullshit motherfucking asshole, I think this guy would do the best best job of stealing Christmas. All the other Grinches, they're a little bit too clumsy, especially Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I think Jim Carrey Grinch falls on his ass round two. Yeah, Yeah. like, he could for sure fuck up another Grinch, but he can't really do much as far as stealing Christmas goes when you... When you compare it to, you know, the technological advances of the... The, the Grinch race. Yeah, of the Grinch race. That's fair. I can't wait until they make a fantasy MMO where I get to play as a Grinch. Oh, no. Can we <laughs> Can we just do the next question? I guess. This is going down a Hell Pocket fast. Um, I guess if you don't like Hell Pockets, we can go to the next question. Hell Pockets! That was a <laughs> shitty goof. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I saw it and I had it's to reach really out good. and take it. No, that was a good one. Um, I have another one. Uh, and this one comes from at Bad Disco Duck on Twitter. And it is, who would win... In a legal battle, the Tim Allen Santa from the Santa Claus movies versus the Santa from Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. What kind of legal battle are we talking? Uh, Yes, Tommy. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Let's say that the first legal battle would be uh, legal battle to the rights of Santa. Tim Allen. Tim Allen is contractually, contractually, contractually. Contractually. Is 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 construction tractorally bound to being Santa? Like okay. it is. I hear what you're saying on that. However, I feel like not that that makes it a little bit unfair, mm-hmm. but I feel like we never saw anything in the Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer movie indicating that the other Santa wasn't. All I'm saying is we have written precedent, and if these if this went to court in the same universe, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Allen does have a leg up because if if the Santa from Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer does have that, it right. was. Mentioned in Discovery. Okay, but the thing on that is, is that the Santa from Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer has, uh, I feel like 
the force of a cartoon having to have a happy ending is a little bit stronger than that of a live action movie. And when I say when I'm saying that is that there's just gonna be some do sex machina shit, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely see for what you're Santa from Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and also. Fucking Santa from Grandma got run over by a reindeer, won a legal battle when he, like, almost killed someone. Yeah, he did get off for manslaughter, huh? Yeah. Shit. Um, yeah. Also, also, I do want you to think, Marcus, just for a second. If if you were in a courtroom and Tim Allen was there and he was trying to explain to everybody that he was Santa and then he produced a handwritten contract that said, I am Santa, Tim Allen, signature at the bottom. Right. Would that ever be accepted by anybody anywhere? Right, well, that's be, what I'm saying, To be man. fair, to be fair, he would also show up to court with evidence of his massive weight gain, beard yeah, growing, that, and, like, he would, show up, he would show up to court, shave off his beard, and it would immediately grow back. That's fair. Like, because okay. that's what happens. But I do not think this would allow him to win. I think that would cause the United States government um, <laughs> to take custody of Santa Claus and do several tests on him. He would just escape because he has that one globe that, like, if you shake it, it takes you to the North Pole. They would take away his globe. No, they can't even do that. They would, Santa. He's Santa. They would they storm the they North Pole. They can't do that. They can't he do that. He is magic, Tim. The He's... North Pole's hidden, Binky. Have you ever even fucking seen the Tim Allen Christmas movie? I've seen it several times, Marcus. <laughs> how, are you, how are you forgetting these? key details i'm not forgetting the key details i'm just sitting here like you know if uh tim allen and santa goes through all this shit it would just further incriminate him and then no court would rule in his favor what do you mean incriminate him what do you do he fucking is on the he's on the lamb now he's on a lamb from at this what? point what yeah from the government they're looking for him hold on hold on i would uh, I, let me back up to a point that binky made earlier Tim Allen also killed a man. Tim Allen literally killed Santa Claus and got away with it scot-free. But no, no, true. no, no one knew that happened. Well, Everyone knew hey, the other saying, Santa killed someone. Everyone all I'm knew. saying is he killed Santa and became him and that's, and that's, that's, that's on the yeah. book. But, but yeah, that Santa yeah, disappeared. That Santa until... disappeared after that happened. Remember? Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to see the, like, follow up to that court case where they're, where they're like, gosh, dad, I'm really glad that, like, that we got to prove that you were Santa. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, so how'd you become Santa anyway? And he's like, well, I can't be incriminated for the same crime twice. Yeah. I killed Santa. Like <laughs> Double jeopardy, bitch. <laughs> no, this is what would happen. This is what would happen. This is what would happen. In the midst of this legal battle, uh, Santa from uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer would have his shysty lawyers. I don't know if you guys remember the shysty lawyers. I don't. Um, oh, wait. I think the shysty lawyers from that, the ladies who sung uh, Grandma's Gonna Sue the Pants Off of Santa. Do you remember that? No. You know, Grandma's Gonna Sue the Pants Off of Santa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those they, those ladies, uh, they would hire lawyers to help the Tim Allen Santa. Actually, simply because of that reason, I think Tim Allen would lose. Fuck, that's a good one. They do have an entire musical number about how Grandma does in fact, sue the pants off Santa. Yeah, and Santa wins that case. And so I think that if we, you know, transfer these uh, fucking ladies and make it so that they, because they, in fact, would try to help the Tim Allen Santa. Yeah. And they would have to fail since they're the bad guys. And that yeah. would make Tim Allen the bad guy. And yeah. then, uh, you know, uh, Santa from Grandma Governor by a Reindeer. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, oh, 
Looks like he wins the case. Looks like he won the hey, it looks like he won the end of the case. Can guys. I see your math on that real quick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and Oh Timmy yep, had the board yep. upside down. No, he carried the one. I see it right here. Oh really? Man, Fuck. That's it. That's it, Bumpy. Mm-hmm. Also, Tim to... Allen was the bad guy in Spy Kids 3, so that's a, that's a that's a big negative. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's it sure true. is. <sighs> Sorry guys, I know you wanted Tim Allen to win with his uh, magical contracts and shit, but I think the ju- I think the judge would call bullshitsmas on that. Yeah. The judge would in fact call bullshitsmas on it. He would he would sentence Tim Allen to 30 years of hot cockles. <laughs> <laughs> the worst punishment known to man. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin Billy Pop. Bonus round? Would you rather be sentenced to 30 years of hot cockles or 30 years in the stinky butt dimension? Fuck. Butt dimension. Hot cockles. Yeah, there's really no, there's no winner. I choose the butt dimension because I will not receive bodily harm for 30 years straight. I'll just get big stinky farts in the face. Yeah, I choose hot cockles because I will not have to suffer through 30 years of farts in the face. Now, yeah, I mean, like, there's really, there's no good. But you're getting whacked, Tim. Listen, guys. You're getting whacked. Listen, guys. Come Have you on. ever been whacked, Tim? This is one of those oh, things where whacked. no matter which thing you chose, 15 minutes in, you're going to be like, fuck, I should have chose the other one. Yeah. Like, there's and no... then for the next 30 years, that's all you can think. Yeah. It's like, man, I'd be having such a be- much better time in the hot cockles dimension. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I mean, but imagine this. At least in the hot cockles dimension, you can, like, kind of defend yourself. Yeah, and it smells like normal. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say it smells like eggnog, but I don't imagine Yeah, it smells it like normal in pain. Getting smells, wonked. It smells like cockles. I mean, but eventually you'd build up a tolerance to it. Yeah, I'd build up a tolerance to farts, too. You can't Tim. build up a tolerance to farts. Farts I know, you, you, if you, <laughs> you can't build a tolerance to farts in the stinky butt dimension? Nor <laughs> can you build. Rules. A, nor can you build a tolerance to cockles in the hot cockles dimension. Yeah, you can. You'll get calluses no. on your fucking... Calluses refuse to grow in the hot cockles dimension. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that one. Both of these dimensions suck ass i'm glad we live in this yeah, one exactly yeah that's our last goof uh we just want to say a special thanks to our producers jess adams and max nolan young for editing this episode designing our cover art and just being such creative wonderful people you can find max on twitter at max and young and you can find jess on twitter at antlergoth and most importantly we would like to thank you our listeners because without you guys we wouldn't have a show to put on and if you would like to submit a question uh you can tag us or dm us at twitter at versus extreme or shoot us an email at versus at gmail.com um, I would like to thank everyone for all the submissions that we got this week. Um, they were all so great. Um, and if your submission didn't get in, it's probably because we are all stupid and might not know everything about all of the submissions. Yeah. So we will be cons- consistently working on being more well-versed in the realms of the types of things that you guys will be submitting to us. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for your patience on that. As well, as long as we're uh, thanking our listeners, thanks for giving us 11 really great episodes. Yeah. This has been really fun, and I, I I meant to bring it up in episode 10, but uh, this has just been fucking great. Thanks, guys, so much. Yeah, thank you guys yeah. so much. I don't know how to follow that up, but uh, you can find more episodes of Versus Extreme <laughs> on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get podcasts. We put out episodes every Tuesday. Um, please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps other people see us. And if you like this episode, please tell a friend. We don't pay to advertise this show at all, so word of mouth is the best way to get new listeners. Um, and again, from the, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, thanks guys. Ha- so have much. a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah and a, and a, and a great Kwanzaa and, um, a great winter solstice or just a good Tuesday if yeah. the other things aren't your thing. Yeah, yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Season's greetings. Um, alrighty boys. I think that's not everything. What? <gasps>
bonus round? Well, kinda. We at Dryer Sock Productions would like to introduce our new project. Here's a special trailer for Story Sonic, a podcast hosted by Max Nolan Young. A chill wind blew in from the east as the lumbering figure of Forstolf Roness ascended the steep mountainside. Icicles had formed on his thick, bushy beard, and the skin around his mouth was split and bloodied from the harsh winter storm. Forstolf stopped for a moment, catching his breath and looking down the goat path that he had been climbing for the better part of the day. It was tradition that, on Midfrost Eve, the strongest villager in Icecap should climb to the top of Byman Peak to visit the altar of the Skiga to sacrifice the first goat of the year. Forstolf hefted the woolly weight to a new spot on his shoulders as he turned around and set his eyes toward the shrine in the distance. His feet crunched through the untouched snow on the nearly indiscernible path. This was the fifth year since his brother had not returned from the Midfrost pilgrimage, and it had not become any easier for Forstolf to make the journey in his place. He squinched his eyes as a fresh gust of icy wind cut across his face, and he thought of his brother. Sefen had been born minutes before Forstolf, making him older only by a technicality, but the people of Icecap regarded him as the superior twin. Sefen, however, knew that Forstolf was his equal and treated him as such. They were a sight to behold when they were together. Each of them towered above the rest of the villagers by a head and a half and were at least twice as broad. They called them the Mountains on the Mountain. Sefen and Forstolf took the admiration in turn keeping their heads down and focusing on working hard to make Icecap a safer place to live. This was a difficult task. The harsh weather and rising wolf population left the people of Icecap in constant threat of danger from one avenue or another. The Roness brothers spent their time bolstering the village walls with stone and lumber alongside the rest of the village guardians. In the frost of their twenty-first year, Grandus Hoskeg, the then-current Midfrost pilgrim, did not return from his journey to the mountaintop shrine. At the behest of the village elders, Sefen took his place the following year, carrying tribute to the altar of the Skiga to ensure the safety and bounty of the village. A sudden burst of wind jolted Forstolf out of his reverie and back onto the very steep, very cold mountaintop. He adjusted the goat on his shoulders again. He could just make out the shrine through the snow flurries. In a few moments, he would reach his destination, and then, after a sharp slice and a muttered prayer, he would be able to make his trek back down to the warmth of his mother's hearth, where she would have a hot bowl of stew and a stiff, distilled liquor waiting for him. He took a deep breath of the frigid air and pushed forward, the thought of the warmth of home driving him the last dozen or so steps to the shrine. The stiff metal door groaned as Forstolf leaned against it, using his ample mass to convince the near-frozen hinges to open. The room might have been a respite from the chill wind that buffeted the mountain, but Forstolf felt uneasy in the stone enclosure. The shrine itself was simple. Nothing more than a bare stone altar, and a brazier of blue flame occupied the cavernous hall. Forstolf knew better than to seek for heat from the azure fire, yet as always he gravitated towards it. He slumped the bound goat onto the altar and shuffled toward the flickering basin, removing his gloves and rubbing his hands together, reaching fruitlessly toward the blaze for warmth. The goat bleated from the altar, and Forstolf, sighing, turned to the beast and drew his ceremonial blade. He gripped the creature by the head, and with a practiced movement, opened its throat. He laid his blade on the altar as he emptily watched the deep red stain fall down the white wool of the goat's neck. 
the cold had made the creature's blood thick as it spilled into the intricate grooves of the altar's surface. The blood flowed slowly through the carved pathways on the altar into the channel that led to the cold blue flame. As the two elements met in a hiss of steam and smoke, Forstolf began his prayer. O Skiga, your eyes watch over your trembling people. Your hands protect us from harm and guide us to warmth. May this gift remind you that we, your people, are forever indebted to your mercy. Let this blood renew our covenant. His voice was steady, and his eyes did not falter from the smoke emanating from the basin. He waited for some time, vacantly gazing at the sacrifice on the table. When the blood ceased to flow, Forstolf knew that it was time to begin his journey back down the mountain. He donned his gloves and walked out the door, bracing himself for the cold wind. The thought of home was a small comfort as he trudged once more down the frozen path. A burst of wind cut through his coat, and as he pulled it tighter to his chest, he felt with dismay the empty ceremonial scabbard underneath. He groaned. The dagger that belonged in that sheath remained on the altar with the corpse of the goat. Knowing he could not return without the sacred blade, he turned once more in the direction of the Skigan shrine. As he swung open the door, a wave of heat blasted Forstolf in the face. The previously frozen room was now sweltering. As he threw up his hands to shield himself from the blaze, he saw something which petrified him. At the far end of the hall, a figure leaned over the altar, greedily ripping at the carcass of the sacrifice, snarling as it choked down its meal. The figure was vaguely humanoid, roughly the size of Forstolf himself, and dripping with black tar. At the sound of Forstolf's explosive entrance into the room, the figure raised its bloody, tar-coated face and roared in his direction. It was a wet, guttural sound that caused Forstolf to scramble backwards. As it growled, the tar around its face began to melt away, and the visage it revealed turned Forstolf's blood cold. The creature leapt over the altar as Forstolf turned and sprinted out the door, slamming it behind him. He half ran, half fell down the goat path towards the village. At times he could not tell the difference between the howling of the wind and the baying of the creature in the distance behind him. It seemed it had stopped pursuing him, or at least that its cries no longer approached. Still, Forstolf maintained a cautiously quick pace down the path to the small village at the foot of the mountain. When he finally arrived at his mother's house on the far edge of the village, he breathlessly collapsed into the chair by the fire. He tried to assure his mother that everything was fine, that he was just tired from the journey, yet his furtive glances out the window betrayed his true feeling. He ate the warm stew with little joy, and even the stiff liquor did little to ease his tension. After some time, he retired to his room, where he shuddered and locked the windows. As he laid down to sleep, the howling of the wind outside his window echoed the cries of the beast in Forstolf's head. Try as he might to shield himself from the thought, he could not resist seeing the face of the creature in his mind's eye, dripping with black tar and goat blood, hauntingly resembling the face of his dear departed brother. Thank you for listening to this teaser for Story Sonic, an episodic storytelling podcast focused on exploratory world-building through character growth. This story was written and narrated by me, Max Nolan Young. Find new episodes on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts every other Thursday starting January 3rd. And from all of us at Dryer Sock Productions, happy holidays. Alrighty, boys. Now that's everything. I'm Marcus Driscoll. Merry Christmas, San Francisco. I'm Tommy. That candy cane's still up there. And I'm Tim. And I love you. <laughs>